1: Sorry to disappoint you, but Nora will not be on the podcast today. The reason why, she is currently working while I'm recording this podcast. Usually, the show comes out at 6 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays, but your boy had a late, late night last night at a work function that I'll tell you a little bit more about coming up here on the Luke Kelly Show. My wife, she's great. So she still gave me a quote to give you a smut tale for this week, but it's not gonna be delivered by her. It's going to be delivered by yours truly, me. I hope I don't give you the biggest disappointment of the week by me reading this uh, little smut tale for you. Nora's pretty hyped up about the ones that she sent to me. Uh, I should have proofread them before I actually Talk about them on the air because I don't read really well. Like, I was in Title um, title I classes back in elementary school where I had to go to a reading specialist, um, I think, a couple of times a week in order for them to help me better understand, better comprehend things that I was reading. So, hopefully, I comprehend what I'm telling you here in this week's do 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 smut tale. And just as Nora's upstairs working currently, because she works from home some days out of the week. um, I'm thinking about her being upstairs working. And then I'm thinking about me down here in my little recording space about to deliver this smut tale to you. It feels odd. It feels weird to be doing this. I'm not the reader. I'm not the one that's always constantly looking for new smut to read. But this one comes from a book called First Intention by Tara Civic, who was the same author that she mentioned last week. And last week's book was about baseball. This week, First Intention football I thought you would pick up on that but I broke it down just in case you did it so here's the quote that Nora gave me she found this one to be really good do you want me to come oh see this is why I'm saying I should have read this first do you want to come on my mouth or my cock Quinn asked softly his eyes never leaving the juncture of my thighs, completely mesmerized as he watches his thumb dip into my wetness, bringing it back up to brush back and forth over my clit, making me moan softly as my hips jerk. Yes, I breathe, a chuckle coming out of, of him at my response. I hope that's the one that she wanted me to read. I don't think I read that one or delivered that line as good As Nora would have. Because when Nora usually reads these. I think. After she hears this big great quote. She breaks down. Makes little notes on it. Goes oh yeah. Maybe I should bring this up to Luke. Maybe he will. Do some of these things. Women break down stuff like this a little bit different. When they're reading these smut tales. I'm telling you it's their version of porn it turns them on more than anything probably more than watching porn guys are visual very visual person what's one of the first things that dudes look at on a woman what is it what is the first thing that you look at on the woman you're a visual person women they're more about judging you on your character On your personality. They go a little bit deeper into that. Men are dumb. That's why we're visual creatures. That's why we're looking at boobs. That's why we're looking at butts. Women look for the whole package. Guys, they're dumb. Visual. We need it to be broken down to us in the form that is most understandable. Which to me feels like Is the visual setting. By seeing. I can't comprehend what I just read there. You expect me to get a boner off of reading that? Not happening. Now you put on an adult film. Pants are rising up. The three inches is just popping up. In a book setting? Man. I think I would have to take the blue pill in order to get an erection while I was reading a, a romance novel. Might be a little t- TMI. I don't care. My damn podcast. I say whatever the hell I want to say. And if that's talking about, uh, excuse me, what I'm talking about right now, then that's what it is. That's what it is. Nora's going to be back next week. She'll be able to tell you all the soft heartfelt things about that book or next week's book, she'll be able to give that to you. Me, I can't deliver that. But next week, she will deliver that for you. She'll bring that sweet, soft voice to you. Deliver those blue balls that you get whenever you hear that. I don't know if you actually do. That would be super weird. All right, let's move on because I've I felt like things just got really awkward right there. Yeah, very very awkward. We should probably move on. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's my wife that I'm talking about right there. My wife. Every time someone says that it makes me think of Poirot. My wife. All right, anyway, uh the reason why I recorded this podcast on a Wednesday instead of getting it done beforehand last Last night, I went to a company function again. That's right. I went to another company function. Uh, They put on this dinner for everyone that hits their goal and honestly actually achieves their goal. Uh, You get to go out to a nice steakhouse and have a very awesome dinner with everyone that hit that goal. And it's nice to be in a setting where everyone is in the same room for a while Uh, You get to see some people that you haven't worked with before. So it's just a great outing to be able to talk to others, uh, celebrate everyone's success. It is very awesome. I I love that about the company that I work for. And I got there not knowing what to expect for the food. I'd never been to this restaurant before. And uh, there's one in Louisville. There's one in Lexington. It's called Malone's. Um, I I think there's a few others across the country as well. But the place was very fancy. Very fancy. I went in there expecting, like, normal steakhouse. You know, I could get away with a nice pair of jeans, buttoned down. And that's what I went with. All my coworkers, some of them came from work where we have to wear very nice clothes to work. Business professional. And I walk in there with jeans, looking like a Jamo, because I had yesterday off. So I fell underdressed as soon as I got there. I'm like, man, I am sticking out like a sore thumb. Here I am celebrating my first time hitting my goals, and my boss is probably like, that dude didn't get the memo. What the hell is wrong with him? But that's okay. My direct boss told me that it was cool that I wore jeans, and he wore jeans, so it wasn't the end of the world. But the scariest part of the night... Was having to give a speech. If you don't like standing up in front of crowds. It makes you sweat. That anticipation all day of having to deliver a speech. Just eats at your brain. It gives you so much anxiety. That you have to deliver a perfect speech. And that's the way I feel Because I used to work in radio, and people are like, oh, he's going to deliver. He used to work in radio. Now, here's my philosophy on having to give a speech in front of people. I absolutely hate it. Because people don't understand the difference of sitting in a room, talking to yourself, and standing up with 50 people in front of you, or... In a case of which I was working in radio, when you would have to do a stage announcement and there would be more than 50 people, thousands of people. I'm not good at that stuff. It scares me so bad. And to make the matters worse, the two days leading up to this nice steak dinner for hitting our goals... My direct boss kept texting me. is was like, hey, man, I hope you have that speech ready. I hope you have that speech ready. Like, he made me think that I should have a full prepared speech. Like, I was going to be giving a State of the Union address. That's how much pressure I felt on me. And I was like, I'm just going to wing it. it. It can't be that hard to give a speech about working for a company that I like. But guess what? I delivered. I didn't think I was going to. Kept it short, kept it sweet. There were some people that stumbled on. And that was my advantage of working in radio. Because working in radio, they don't want you to talk forever. That's why I enjoy doing this podcast. Because I feel like I'm able to tell stories where... In radio, especially if you're working in an afternoon shift on a music station, you don't have the time to do that. They want you in. They want you out. They want you to give the meat as soon as possible and then get the hell out of there. So I felt like I had that on my side. I was going to deliver good quality punches in round one, and that was it. I wasn't going to have to go two rounds. I was going to knock the guy out. It's exactly what I did. Stood up there, thanked everyone made it really well known how much I appreciate the type of work atmosphere that I'm in and that I can't wait to continue to grow with this company and I can't wait to hit even bigger goals that the company has out there for us to reach. So solid, quick. Some people, you could tell that they didn't really prepare and they were going to go off just the whim and try to deliver a speech. But whenever you try and do that, It always turns into you repeating yourself several times. That's why you just need a couple of bullet points to know where to go on the road, okay? Yeah, I got to turn at that red barn. That's what you got to do. Some people told jokes. Some (laughs) Some people gave dumb quotes that led to a good laugh because it was just so ridiculous. But for the most part, it was a great time out with some really good co-workers, and I had the biggest flub of the night as we were ordering dinner. I was looking at the menu as soon as I got there because I'm like, steakhouse, I haven't been to a good steakhouse in a while. Let's see what our options are. I'm looking it over. I'm like, okay, a little eight-ounce filet. That's what I should get, a little eight-ounce filet. Nothing more than that. But I hadn't eaten much yesterday, so I told myself maybe I could go a little bit bigger And I did. I actually got persuaded by another one of my coworkers. He was using sales tactics on me to get a steak that I didn't even have my eye on. I didn't even have my eye on it that I flubbed so bad ordering it when the waiter came to me. He was like, All right, let's start off with you. I'm like, God oh, damn it. Why are you starting off with me? He goes, I don't know. It looks like you're ready. I'm like, I am absolutely not ready. I hear my coworker go, get the 19-ounce bone-in ribeye. So what do I say? Being completely flustered? I'll take the 19-inch bone-in ribeye. 19-inch! Where the hell was my head at? So if anyone else ordered it at the table, everyone was giving me a hard time. I became the joke of the table. But you know what? The best way to overcome that is by making a joke of it yourself. So all I said was, man, I can't wait to take down 19 inches. And then everyone laughed. Everyone had a good time. And then I circled around to it when I finally got done eating that 19-ounce bone-in ribeye. I circled around and said, man, that was the best 19 inches I've ever had. I didn't think that I was going to be able to handle it. Everyone's laughing. That's how you overcome those situations. You got to turn it into a joke about yourself and realize and let people know that you can make jokes about yourself. But man, I don't think I'll ever live that one down. I think everyone's going to always bring that up. (laughs) You remember that one time you said 19 inch? You know, it's crazy. That bone that was inside that 19 ounce ribeye might've been 19 inches. I don't know how to really look at 19 inches because Nora lies to me about inches. So I looked at it and I thought it was 19. Might've been a little bit bigger due to inflation. I loved it. Great time, man. Great time. I actually got to bring home some leftovers for Nora. She likes cheesecake. I am not a fan of cheesecake. Not at all. I hate that stuff. Every single time, people be like, you don't like cheesecake? No, I do not like cheesecake. Number one, there is only one cheesecake in the world that I would eat and that was my grandma C's. That was the only one that I would ever eat because it was made with love. God damn it. And you could taste the love in that thing, but I won't eat any other cheesecake. It hurts my stomach so bad. And I don't think cheesecake is as good as what other people make it to be. Oh man, cheesecake. Let's go to the cheesecake factory and try all the different cheesecakes. cheesecake, cheesecake, cheesecake. Most overrated cake out there. I'm not a cake fan. Listen, I've never been a huge cake fan. I'm an ice cream person. If I'm getting dessert, I want ice cream. And I'm an old-ass man. Especially going out for a nice dinner like that. There is no better dessert to me than after having a good steak dinner that was cooked perfectly to medium-rare is vanilla ice cream with a cup of coffee. No better dessert. If you say that cheesecake is a better option, you're lying. I don't believe you. To me, my taste buds just get a huge orgasm for having vanilla ice cream with some coffee. And I don't even care that I would have coffee at 11 o'clock at night. In that situation, they would have probably asked, do you want decaf? Hell no, I don't want decaf. Give me the real stuff. Make it go straight to the bloodstream. Decaf coffee. Huh. That's another thing. Decaf coffee. We ain't looking into that. I don't want that stuff. Man, I've been all about caffeine lately. All about it. Yesterday, Nora was working from home. I had the day off. She goes, hey, um, Starbucks, 50% off drinks today. I'm going to order it, and you can go pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for volunteering me. No problem. But I went. I got the large. uh, What do I get from there? Americano. That's what I get. A large Americano. I think there's four shots of espresso in there. Ooh. I was buzzing yesterday. I had so much nerdigy in me yesterday, running around, cleaning the house. That's how you get shit done. This morning, I've had two cups of coffee. I want to have more, but I need to mow the lawn, so I need to drink some water, get hydrated. It's hot out there. So I'm going to drink a little, bit wa- a little bit of water come in the house from mowing the yard. I'm going to have a body armor, get those electrolytes back, drink some more water, and then probably around 3 o'clock today have another cup of coffee. Even though I shouldn't do that because I uh, open tomorrow morning and I need to be up early. But who in the hell cares? You only live once, right? (laughs) YOLO. Gosh, remember when that was the thing? Everyone used to scream YOLO. Ugh. I was in college when that was going on. Yellow, I'm like oh my god! I wanted to punch everyone that said it. You only live once, man. What are some other annoying phrases? the 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 phrase right now that always gets me is "let's go." I think I've talked to you about this before, but the term "let's go." It's so annoying. You hear everyone say it all the time. Let's go! No. Think of other ways to say, I'm jacked up right now. I, I can't handle it anymore. Let's go. Dumb. feel like we could do better than let's go as a society. But maybe we can't. The more and more I look at society, and you might have noticed this over the last few months too, the more dumb we've been becoming. I really do believe that. We are becoming dumber. We have a lot of technology out there to make us smarter, but we're only becoming dumber. That could be a whole other podcast of why I think we're becoming dumb. Maybe I'll do that one day. Maybe I'll break down on why I actually believe society is becoming dumb. My philosophy might not be right on it. Because, again, it's my philosophy, so at least in my eyes it would be correct. But I think it would be a strong argument. I really do. That's going to do it for this episode of the Luke Kelly Show. You got no top three this week. You got no Nora on the podcast for her do 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 smut tale, but you did get a quote for this week. I'm going to upload this podcast as soon as I get done editing it, uh, and you'll be listening to it. That's It was my top priority to get an episode out today. Yes, it was a little bit later, but you got it. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you on Monday.
0: Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino
1: online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true.
0: Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes.